0: I want you to remember the number six. Say six. six. Come on. Because you need to reflect on your life and know that God gets great things done. You got like six dynamic people right here, six back there and six here. And two new people in my life here. And I came into town and there were no people. There was really no money for the church and there was no place to meet when I moved into the Ahwatukee area. In fact, we lived in the pastor's house for a couple of months as he took a little leave so we could just have a place to live. And I spoke to 90 people. So you want to know what kind of impact I have in it? And, and what kind of charisma? I talked to 90 people and thought, they're all going to help me plant a church. And I got six. Come on, give it up, people. Show me, show me some energy out there. I remember saying to my wife, hey, they're all with us. She goes, I think you're misreading the crowd. Come on. And she, and she was right. She had more discernment than me. But you know, and then I had to share this today because you guys have to feel this encouragement. It isn't, do you have 600? hundred? isn't, if you have 6,000, do you have the right six come on i reflected on my life and then i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you three stories today and i'm going to take you to just a couple verses one simply being in colossians 3 it's a very simple one and 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 today sarah lifted it up when she i go what are we going to sing for the final song she says, jesus loves me i said hey we, got, we ought we got to stay with that right i mean what the core of the gospel that's what it's all about And she said, that's all that matters is Jesus. And she had my heart right away. It's been a great worship time. Thank you for the time you even took just to let us sit and worship the one that makes all this happen. But I'm going to tell you a few stories. But it's all going to boil down to if you hear God's voice today. So here's the three stories. You won't believe these stories. But do believe them. I wrote a book called What Are the Odds? Some of you guys know that. And, And I say, what are the odds any of this would happen without God? Not at all, but 100% with God. So so let me just tell you the stories, and I'm going to take you to these verses. This summer, I got one of the phone calls you don't want to give, but before this phone call happened, I went and did a family wedding in California. Now, do you guys want to know the quick definition of a family wedding? You get to fly everybody there for about $2,800. Come on, people. From Indiana, California. You get to go do the wedding for free because you're the family pastor. Come on, enjoy that. And then they give you X out golf balls at the reception. Come on. <laughs> and so you go away going, What just your you're a, what just happened? I'm 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 insolvent, but I did a family wedding. Then I'm at the meal the next day, which is kind of recovering from the family wedding, and you get to pay for that meal too. Come on, people, enjoy that. Then <laughs> my phone rang, and this changed my life. And it changed the direction of this whole year for me. Because see when I planted that church Out of those first six people was a couple, Cliff and Elena Porter. I would lead Cliff and Elena to Christ. They would help me make 23,000 phone calls when we didn't have anybody at the church. And we would open on opening Sunday with this craziness of six people being faithful to make phone calls with 305 people. Come on, people. Then I preached, so we were down to 150. Come on. Doesn't matter. Okay, I picked up the phone. It's Cliff. Now, Cliff doesn't call. It's Father's Day. Father's Day in June, he doesn't call me to say, hey, Bob, you're a great father. Now we, we have a great relationship, but we don't have that little kind of relationship. So I don't even want to pick it up because Cliff only calls if something bad's happened. So I slid the thing on my iPhone 6, and, and he was weeping. His 30-year-old son had just been killed in a head-on collision a drunk driver. And I walked out of that restaurant. I was I was I was crying, and Julia followed me out. And and I said, Cliff, what do you need? What do you need? He said, I need you. He said, this. There, he, he said, Elaine is in a fetal position. She can't she can't even talk. We need you. And the pastor, I don't go back. You know, I was pastor of this church for almost twenty years, but I don't go back. But he said, look, Pastor Allen said, he knows I need you. You you led Daniel to Christ. You baptized Daniel. You did his, and I did. I did his marriage. They had five kids. I've done four of the weddings. I'll be doing the youngest son in a year. And then I dedicated his first child. He said, we need you. And he could hardly talk. And I said, Cliff, whatever you need, you just tell me. I'll be there. I said, listen, I'm in California. I'm going to catch a flight on Tuesday back to Indiana. And I will find a way to get out there by Friday. And he said, the funeral will be Saturday. Then he said to me, I will call you Tuesday, to tell you what we need, we'll be at the funeral home. I said, You know what? I'll be in LAX, the airport there, from 3 to 5. So I went to LAX with my kids. The family, I'm insolvent. Come on, enjoy me. You gotta have a smile now, telling this story. And I know he's going to call me between 3 and 5. We went two hours early. The lines were long this summer if you flew anywhere. So we we're there a couple hours early. And I had a thought. My, I, we've been facing some crisis. If you follow the national news, as you guys know, my daughter married a Marine, some of you know that story, and he became a blue angel. And Jeff Roos, if you follow the news, Jeff uh, uh, passed out and went down and was killed this summer. And my daughter, who's a recording artist, went and sang for Christine at the, at the wedding, I'm sorry, at the funeral, and, and wrote a song. And so I have a dear, dear friend. Uh, look at me. He is the best in the recording business. He has been the engineer. He has his own studio for Bill Gaither, for Sandy Patty, for, for Blake and Miranda, everywhere across the country. I mean, This guy's the best engineer in the Midwest. His name's Darryl Powell. And we call him Dag. So I met Dag when I was 19 years old. And so I call. I'm in the LAX airport. I'm waiting for Cliff's call. And I thought, you know, my daughter asked me, could she? she's coming to town to see me, could she record this funeral song she wrote for Christine? And send it, send it to her. So I called Dag. He's my dear friend. I said, hey, Dag. I said, hey, I need a favor, bud. You know, you did all four of my daughter's albums. And, and you'll love this, Sarah. I said, I said, hey, Dag, I need Robin Wood's price. Come on, put up a Ziva. I'm insolvent already. You guys aren't enjoying me. I'm enjoying it. Come on. So he says, hey, we'll take care of Leah. We're going to do that for and And, 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 and then I said this line. And this is what changed everything. Hey, Dag. What are you doing these days? Now, look at me, people. He's the best at what he does. And he, with no energy. See, I have energy. You always need to meet an opposite to be a friend. He has no energy. He has no pulse. Come on. you, you know. When you're wired off the chart, then you meet someone just the opposite. And I say, hey, Dad, what are you doing these days? Now, look at me, people. With no energy on the phone, he said, Robin, you know me. I do what I do. Come on, you're not taking notes. Come on, take notes. I said, Dad, what did you just say? And Seriously, I had electrical shocks go through me. It was like from God. I said, what did you say? He said, and then he added this phrase, you know how God uses me. Look at me, people. I do what I do. You're with me. I walked over to my wife, and I said, and, and, and you know this about me. God, I don't know why, he gives me these catchphrases. Have you been around me? I don't even want to say him because you'll say, "Oh, we're so tired of that one." He forgot the catchphrase with the torn shirt. Come on, but here's the deal: because everybody's got something big going on. He knows that phrase, and we're broken people. And so I wear that and tell everybody. And I said, "I got something big going on. I didn't want to tell you today, like when you said, not the feelings you brought in here. to Really worship with those." Well, here's the deal. So I said, "What?" I went over to my wife and I said, "Honey." I will take this message across the country. Now, I'm not important, but I'm in a number of church plants. He knows that. You know, we planted now 82 churches. God has blessed across this country. And with only with God's help. And only with Jesus at the center. But here's the deal. I said, honey, look at me. You ready for the next big catchphrase? I do what I do. And guess what she said to me? Not very inspiring. Come on! (laughs) Unbelievable! She said, not very inspiring. I can tell you, when your wife doubles as the Holy Spirit, just walk away. Come on. Not very inspiring. I said, you got to be kidding me. Do you you realize the world would change if we just do what we do? And she looked at me and she said, really, I think you need to think further about it. I walked away. I walked away from her. I thought, I'm not going to listen to that. I had electrical shocks go through my body. People, look at me. I'm telling you, in the next minute, the next minute, my phone rang. It was Cliff. They were in the funeral You could hear weeping and wailing like it's described in the Bible. It, I was overwhelmed. And he could hardly talk still. Listen to me, people. He said a few short phrases. And he said, Robin, here's what we need. And then he reminded He said this. When you were with us, when you pastored us for 18 and a half years, he said, you told us you would never misuse a funeral. The emotional moment. To get people to do something they really didn't want to do. You wouldn't give this strong call for Christ. He says this on the phone. And then he says, I'm going to ask you the biggest favor of my life. In honor of Daniel, because you led him to Christ. And I'm going to tell you a story about Daniel. Where Daniel changed the world at your guys' age. And then he said to me, people, literal words. Robin Wood, will you come and do Daniel's funeral? You ready for the next phrase? Will you do what only you do? And will you call people to Jesus? I said, say that one, I go, really, it stunned me. I go, say that one more time. He said, will you do what only you do? People look at me. I said strongly, I will do what I do. Are you with me? Do you ever have a moment when you think, I cannot believe this just happened? God gave me, and then I, I had to say, I will do this. I'm not bragging here, but I started reflecting in this short time period, Whenever I would do what God asked me to do, simply, in a warm way, ask people to put Jesus at the center of their life. Let me tell you something, look at me. When I was 19 years old, I came to Christ. A guy, I was never the first choice, he picked my roommate because he is valedictorian. He's smart to be the youth pastor. He wanted John Zirkle, but when John said no, he thought my option left is Robin Wood. Come on, people! <laughs> you know my story. My sister, by the way, never got a B in her life. She was only points behind valedictorian and went to college. Never got a B. She graduated magna cum laude. My brother only got one B in his life, and that professor needs counseling. Come on, people! <laughs> My brother is the most brilliant guy that I know. He got a B in college, never in high school. He was third in his class, only by percentage points. Now, we're all 14 months apart. I'm the baby. Is there any? I'm going to see how bright you guys are. There were no genes left when I came along. Come on. They were all used up. I got every. My parents had never seen the alphabet until I came along. Come on. I got C's and D's of that. Come on, people. I, I, I didn't graduate magna summa cum laude. I graduated, thank you, lot. Listen, and nobody, no one believed in me, but this this guy, who was my youth pastor, said, I don't tell you about my first choice. And then he told me, are you ready for the number six? You want me to be your youth pastor? How many kids do you have? Little country church, Eaton and How many kids? Want to guess? Six. Six kids, and I actually met with the board and said, well, I don't think I can hurt them. Come on. I thought the worst is going to zero, and who knows what God could do. And I looked at those six kids like I'm looking at you, and I said, You can change the world. And God helped me lead those first six kids to Christ. Look at me, people. We became the largest youth group in Indiana. They believed me. They brought over 200 kids to Christ. In this little country, a town of 1,600 people because they believed that Jesus could get anything done. Look at me. You ought to reflect on your life and say, you know what? I will do what God asked me to do. So you want the verse in Colossians 1? I'm sorry, Colossians three seventeen. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name, Here you are, Sarah, of the Lord Jesus. Do it all. Whatever you do. So we start a church with six people, and we make 23,000 phone calls, and 305 people show up. And guess what I do? I just do what I do. I just ask them to come to Christ. And 13 people stand. And there's not a Sunday that goes by for the next 18 years where people didn't bring someone and someone found Jesus. And people, if you don't believe that can happen, then you're in the wrong place because you got the wrong guy. Because I do one other thing that you don't know that I do. God gave me a way to assess pastors and who could start from nothing and trust God for a miracle. I'm not kidding you. And he knows that. And so every morning when I lived at his house, which was really kind of strange, this old man lived in the back, eight-by-ten-foot room because I'd lost everything. But I'd get up, and I'd make eggs. And he'd say, if you keep eating those eggs, you're going to have a heart attack someday, which I finally accomplished two and a half years ago. Come on. <laughs> And I had a four-way bypass, and he knows all this. But I would be eating these eggs, and I'd have butter on top of them. He'd say, you're going to die. I tried, but don't worry, God kept me. And that's a crazy story. Have me back. I'll tell you that story. And this guy, I looked at him every day, and I said, you're going to plant a church. Because he's the best. Look at me, people. I assess people. He assesses higher. You, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to go through my assessment. He assesses higher than anyone I've ever assessed. He's wired up the right way. He is called the right way. He is gifted the right way. And he came. You have a few more than six, but not much. But it doesn't matter. Because what matters is that God has a heart for this church. And I got to be a part of that 10 years ago. Now stay with me. I do what I do. All I'm asking Jared to do is do what you do. This guy's very—you guys know. Come on, give it up. Come on, clap for your pastor. He's awesome. Listen, these two new people walked in today. I met Mark and Eileen. Listen, all God asks them to do in their life—you just do what you do, all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Sarah, you're very gifted. Come on, I'm kind of glad sometimes for a smaller crowd. I don't usually get to talk to people individually. By the way, best flute I've heard. I'm not just telling you this. By the way, someone said to me, you brag on everybody. The guy that said to me, I said, I haven't bragged on you. Come on. Because you're not exceptional. That's what I said to him. I hate it when people take me on. No, I don't throw around syrupy things. That beautiful flute today. Great bass. Listen, come on. John, you're doing what you do. They wouldn't hear me today. Do what you do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you what happens when you do what you do. So I went and did that funeral. Look at me, people and I ask people I told them I don't usually do I ask people to give their life back to Christ if they wandered or if they'd never known Christ and there are a thousand people there and over 700 people responded look at me people over 700 people responded and then over the next few months I've been taking this message wherever God lets me go and never anywhere that I've said would you do what God asks you to do have there not been incredible response no matter how big the crowd no matter how large or small it doesn't matter, because this is the call. All to the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Giving glory to God. And there are other verses that whatever you eat or drink. And then, and, then, and then God declares, I have plans for you. I have plans for you to do what you do. And they're for good, they're not for evil. And they're for a hope and a future. Come on, are you with me? Do you know God's word? He doesn't call us not with a hope and a future. And I've been through brokenness, you guys know that. I've lost everything at times in my life. But you know what I've never lost? Is that Jesus is the one who has changed my life. Now, here's where it gets unbelievable. You'll think, you can't make this kind of story up. People ask me if I make the stories up. You couldn't do it. So I go back home after this funeral. And I catch a plane the next weekend... To go do my good friend, Chris Gedney, played for the Cardinals for 18 years. He's a long snapper. Come on, people. You want to have a long career in the NFL? Be the long snapper. Okay. And Chris went through brokenness, asked me to come do his wedding in Boise. So here's a quick story. I, I could drag it out. I go to the airport. It's a simple trip. Into Vegas, into Boise, out of Indianapolis. Come on. I get to the airport 6 a.m. that Friday. The wedding is Saturday. Ready? The flight is canceled. You don't get a flight canceled to Vegas. I went. By the way, remember the lines were long, like I told you. It's just a week later. Now you gotta love. I've done homeless ministry all my life. I had no option. There were three hundred people in line, so I acted like a homeless person in front of the Southwest desk until a lane opened, and I went right up front. Nobody even challenged me. I just act like I was bipolar. Come on, people, enjoy me, enjoy me. I want to go get in line, and I'll never forget this. I saw her name tag, Michelle with an S. I'll never forget it. And I said, Michelle with an S. Look, you don't need to know me. I'm Robert, and I never tell anybody I'm a pastor because I want people to like me. Come on, enjoy this. And, and she laughed, and I said, "But listen, I go, the Vegas flight is canceled. I'm going to do a wedding for one of my best friends." And and she said, "Oh yeah, they had monsoons, and it really did rain. It never rains. Monsoons just means dust. Come on, you know, doesn't mean rain." Right. I go, I go. Can you get me there? And she says, well, she went, eee. She looked up and she goes, okay, Pastor, it's not great, but I'm going to get you there. She goes, you're going to catch a plane to Kansas City. Then I'm going to take you to Oakland. You're going to sit for eight hours. Come on, follow me. This is fun. Then she said, you're coming back to Vegas. You got a little time to play the machines. Come on, that was hilarious. <laughs> and he goes, then you're in Du Boise by midnight tonight. And I said, that's, you know, how they're great. I go, that's it, right? She goes, yeah. And I said, Michelle with an S. I, you're getting me there. I'll miss the rehearsal, but I'll get there for the wedding. Thank you so much. Ready? So we have this long talk. We have this warm talk. She prints me one boarding pass. She goes, I'm not allowed to print three. So when you get to Kansas City, go up to the first desk. Find a desk where there's no one in line. Ask that person, is there anything better going on? You know? She says, sometimes that happens. So I get off the plane in Kansas City. I walk up to the, I find this guy, John. John. John, you're in the sermon. John! You're in the sermon. Take notes. Hey, John, I met Michelle with an S. I told him the whole story. I go, she told me to ask you, is there anything better than going to Oakland? She said, there's only one seat left to Oakland. Can you get me there a better way? And he goes, yee He looks up and he goes, and I told him I was a pastor. I want him to like me anyway. He said, Pastor, I got some really bad news. I see everything Michelle with an S did. But she forgot to book your flight to Oakland, and that seat is gone. Come on, people, give me. And I go, how much trouble am I in? He goes, a lot of trouble. It's the Fourth of July weekend. He goes, he said, give me about ten minutes. He said, there's no line. Stand right here. And I saw him. He, I saw him pick up the phone. The fourth phone call. Here's what he said. So I can give the I can give away two seven hundred fifty dollar tickets to get this pastor the way He hung up and he goes, how much do you love me? Come on, John. And I said, John, I love you a lot. Come on, you people, you wonder, why am I telling this story? And and he said, no, it's not great, but it's better than Michelle with an S. That's what he said. He said, you're going to go from here to San Diego. Come on, do you know the map? I'm not headed to Boise. He said, but don't worry, you're not going to get off the plane. You're going to come back to Vegas, and I promise you, he said, you got time to play the machines. Come on, he said it. And I laughed, and then he said, then you're in Boise by 8 o'clock tonight look at me people I looked at him and said John I love." and I said God used you and I said God used you to help me today and you aren't going to believe it I hope he gives you chills he said don't thank me I do come on say it with me I do what I do no I couldn't make it up I said what did you say he goes don't thank me I do what I do and I said do you have time for a story or two he said, you don't load for an hour. I told him the story of the funeral. I told him what God asked me to do. And the next time I looked up, he was weeping. He had tears coming out of his face. And he said, from the moment you walked up and told me you were a pastor, I knew I had to come back to God today. Come on, people. I better give you chills. And you know what I said, don't you? John, you know what I do. Come on. I said, can I lead you to Christ right now? But we looked around. There was no one there, and we prayed. And I said, John, I will never. Fear. He gave me his email. It's been amazing. I said, I will tell your story all over the country because God is an awesome God. Look at me, people. He has plans for you, and they are for a future and a hope. They're not for evil, they're for good. He has plans for this talented young woman right here. He has plans for you. He has plans. Listen, you know how he going. He has plans. But you have to say today, I will do. Say it with me. Do what I do. All for the glory of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And let me tell you something. That's the block. Now, if God brings you here, I'm not going to put you guys on the spot. But listen, God has to bring special people. The reason Mountain Park became a great church As couples like this walked in and said, I will do what God asked me to do. i got a couple coming down here, the second service. I want you to pray, because when God does something great, he always uses a person, and he always calls us to simply do what we do for the glory of God. Always. And if you don't know the mountain park story, we were in a school 10 and a half years. We couldn't get land. We couldn't even afford to bid on land. And a guy that heard me speak one time in the second year, and I never met him, at year 10, heard that a young guy at Mountain Point High School was looking for property. And he goes, is that that young guy I heard? And you know the story. Dick Zygmunt gifted us 15 acres. And now... If you know anything, you know about the highway going through. The highway's finally going through Pecos. We built that church because that land was worth $2.4 million. And we borrowed every penny and built our first church. And now they just took out that church and gave them $8.2 million to build something else for the glory of God. Listen, somebody say, I do what I do. I do what I do. and And the most important thing, is that we ask people to give their life to Jesus. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. (laughs) There are marriages falling apart. There are people in trouble in their life. There are young people that could change all of the future if they'd listen to God and simply do what they do. I want you to bow your heads with me. I want you to bow your heads, and I want you simply to say, God, speak to me right now. And then I want you to make a very serious choice that from this moment you will tell God I will do whatever you ask me to do for your glory. I will make my life available to you. And he always does it through the body of Christ. So Lord, I'm here at one church. God, I will do what you ask me to do. In the next few moments I'm simply going to ask you to look up and make eye contact at me if you said to God I will do I will do what you want me to do. So just look up make icon contact. God's speaking to you today. God bless you. Awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome to hear God speak. And you'll do what God asks you to do. I see you, sir, back there. That's awesome. Young man, awesome. And I believe in you kids. Let's pray, right? God, this is your moment. It doesn't matter. We just needed six to say yes. We just needed eight. But so much, everybody looked up, Lord. Because you're doing something special. And you're preparing a future and a hope. And it's all through the name of the Lord Jesus. So we thank you for this call on our life. And we, we promise you today that we will simply do what you ask us to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we look forward to the miracle story that you're going to happen through one church and through our lives. In Jesus' name, we we give our lives to you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Uh,